it's it's taken a while, but it's been festering. And you know, I listened to the show yesterday, and we're we're going on about Bruno Mars and and rap lyrics. And honestly, I, I love the. I wish we could get that as a segment. You know, the spoken word of Bruno Mars brought to you by Roy Phillips. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Jerry, you don't, don't like Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, right? You don't like him? No, absolutely, absolutely not. Bruno Mars around the Super Bowl time he performed. I could get into that. Now it's just kind of jumped the shark for me. Yeah. Uptown Funk was like, you know what? This is commercial. This new one's commercial. I'm over it. But the Super Bowl halftime show, I thought he was great. I was all about him. And then it was just like, you know what? Nah, I, I, I'm done with it just like you. I'm good with that. So, Very well said. Hey, the reason I called was I wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA. I know you were talking about millennials and, and attention spans and things like that. And I'm one of those guys that actually sticks with my teams. I'm, I'm from Michigan, so all my teams are the Detroit teams. Um, I'll throw it out there for Zach. I'm a huge Red Wings fan. Pistons, Lions, Tigers, all of it. But the thing that I think that that, that kind of has hurt the NBA is, you know, I know you were talking about rivalries and how, you know, Golden State, Cleveland, I get that. But I think the biggest issue is we only get to see that about, what, two, three times a year. Mm-hmm. They're not in the same division. They're not in the same conference. You know, we're clamoring for it, but we're not going to see it until the finals. But like the late 80s and early 90s, I mean, you had Michael Jordan, you had Isaiah Thomas, you had Larry Bird. They were playing all the time. And it was really something to kind of get excited about. And now I just kind of feel like, you know, the NBA this year tried to do the, you know, get you excited with the little John commercials. And I remember, I think the first game I tuned into it was Warrior Spurs and nobody played. Yeah. And it was like, all right, I'm supposed to get excited for this. And there wasn't a single starter that played in the games. And that just kind of bothered me a little bit. So, you know, and again, like I said, I, I get into it when I've got a team that's actually halfway this decent, but you know, the Pistons haven't done anything in about a decade. So it's kind of like, eh, I'll watch it, but I'm not really, until the playoffs kind of roll around, I'm not really into it. Those are all valid points. And I would argue, too, that one game that you reference was devastating for the NBA's ratings this year because so many headlines emerged when Golden State played San Antonio and there were injuries and there were starters electing to be rested. I think Steve Kerr came out the previous night after the last game, said, you know what? We got to rest Kevin. We got to rest Steph Curry. These guys have been playing too many minutes. They all sat the bench and the Spurs were dealing with injuries and it was a nationally televised game. I think it was either, it was either on ESPN or ABC and there were no stars playing that night. And it was like the league it, to a certain extent didn't recover with the ratings until we got to the playoffs. So that was, that was bad. And I would tell you too, when it was Jordan and Detroit and Boston and L.A., in that stretch, let's go from 85 to 89 or 90, you did have more compelling rivalries in the sense that numerically, literally, they were more. Now it's Golden State-Cleveland, and then you've got a couple of other teams on the fringe like Boston and San Antonio. You know, OKC used to be that until Durant went to the Warriors. At least you used to have Oklahoma City you could root for or root against. And they almost upset Golden State last year in the Western Conference Finals too. So, uh, but that doesn't exist yeah. anymore because Durant left. So I, I I get your point. And in that era, the golden age of the NBA, I would definitely concede that there were more, literally more rivalries. And uh, and, and so you know, in a given night, you were more likely to see something like that on television. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, and, and I think it hurt too. You know, the downfall of like New York and LA, and mm-hmm. you know some of the big markets like Boston's coming back. But I mean, when you had New York, Boston, LA. I mean, people were. You know, whether you loved him or hated him, you wanted to tune in to see, you know, what was going to happen. And, and I just don't see that anymore. And the, and the thing with the wrestling of the players as well is, you know, you look around at any other major sports league, you don't usually have that. You know, the NFL, maybe in week 17, you got guys wrestling. But other than that, I mean, that's it. So it's kind of like you tune into an NBA game and nobody's playing. It's like, I, I really don't, you know, if, if nobody, if there's a star playing, I'm, I'm not really excited about it. And uh, that's, that's kind of the thing. So. I still like the NBA. I do tune in around playoff time. That's, again, you know, one of the, the age-old thing. If it's just too long of a season, which I feel that way with every, you know, pro sport outside of the NFL. You know, I want more NFL, but, you know, give me a little bit less baseball, hockey, and basketball. Jerry, we're with you. Great phone call, my friend. Thank you. Three-star you, Michigan State football. They make it work. They've turned it into a playoff appearance. They've turned it in to making multiple runs at a national title and to win the Big Ten championship over programs like Ohio State and Michigan. They make it work up there uh, in Sparty land. They, they certainly do. The NBA's biggest problem when it comes to the regular season right now is exactly what Jerry was talking about, the resting of players. Adam Silver actually let off one of his press conferences and his state of the state address of the NBA and proclaimed that to be factual. And, and I would tend to agree 
if you're Greg Popovich and you've got aging stars on your roster, you know you want to give those guys rest at certain points in time. At the same time, people are paying in some circumstances thousands of dollars for a single ticket to go to a game and to see those stars play. What justice does it do the average ticket buyer when you spend all that money and yet you don't get to see Kawhi Leonard play basketball? And it's even worse in the case of LeBron James, and he's talked about it, and nobody really knows what the right answer is. You got 82 games. You've got stars that are in their early 30s that need some rest, but you also still have to cater to the fans. If you if you let your stars rest too much, you turn away the fan, you turn away the consumer, and that's bad for business. And over the course of the long term, that's really bad. But yet your guys deserve rest at some point. And if their body is ailing, if it's breaking down, if it's wearing down, and you've got your eye on the playoffs, then you can understand why a coach would want to rest his star players. Uh, who's right and who's wrong in that instance? Man, that's that that's hard to say. That's hard to know. Right? I mean, that's, that's a very difficult conundrum to try to figure out. Uh, 654-7627. Timmy joins us. Timmy, good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, Roy? Going well, buddy. Um, I'd just like to tell you on Washington Wizards, man, I think they're the one team that can beat the Cavaliers. Well, they got to beat Boston first, and I like some John Wall, and they've got some weapons with Bradley Beal. I, I, I like the roster. I don't know if they're ready to, to take Cleveland, uh, you know, to seven, but they, they got to get past Boston first, and they're down 2 nothing, Timmy. Yeah, but, you know, you look at those two games, I mean, they should, probably should have won both those games if you think about it. They were up Could double have. digits in both games. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, um, I think they're like physicality, you know, you got – Gortat, Morris, and Ubre gives them pretty good minutes off the bench, you know. I'm not even a Wizards fan. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, but I'm just saying that's what I see watching the playoffs. Well, as a Mavs fan, uh, I would encourage you to call more often. That's my team as well, Timmy. Thank you. Wizards got their own problems just getting past Boston. And right now, I don't see anybody beating Beantown out of the East. I just, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. You think about all the momentum that Boston has after trailing 16 nothing in the first game coming back to win after trailing by double digits in the fourth quarter, coming back to win in overtime in this last game, Isaiah Thomas nearly dropped the double nickel. I, I, you know, maybe Washington wins one of the next two, maybe two of the next two, but I, I don't see you winning a game on Boston's home court. And it's been a competitive series in the regular season. I still don't see it. Zach, you alive back there, buddy? You doing okay? You alive back there? Uh, am, am I allowed to talk? Yeah, you oh, can talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making sure I don't know if I was, was being. No, shunned. you're not in timeout. No, you're good, shunned. man. You doing okay? I am. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. All right. You, you enjoying our conversation on the NBA all of a sudden? Yeah, I love the NBA. Big, big fan. <laughs> big fan of the association, as I believe it's called. Billy and Anderson on the text line, 986-1566. Zach, it's pretty simple. If you don't like Roy's favorite music and Roy's favorite sports, you can't be friends with Roy. Zach, why don't you get it, bro? This is Roy's world. He just lets the rest of us live in it. Billy and Anderson. Okay. What's your point, buddy? It's, it's true. Okay. What's your I've, point? I've seen it firsthand. All right. What's your point? I've seen it firsthand. You want to talk some NFL and some college football. Can we talk about the rumors of Dabo wanting to enclose Death Valley? Yes. I would love to talk about All right, that. you sidetrack the show right now with that. Go ahead and give it to me. What are you hearing? He was at Proud and Grow. Did a little, little, little speech, a little talk. And during the interviews afterwards, he mentioned, uh, he was asked about projects, building projects in the future. And uh, he mentioned wanting to enclose the East End Zone. I don't know how you would go about doing that. But uh, it would add probably a couple of decibels to the to, to the sound system in there, and it would be interesting. I don't know how you would do it. When he says in closing the East End Zone, mm -hmm. what is the first mental image that, that that conjures up for yourself? It for me, it it looks like the West End Zone a little bit. Okay, I think the scoreboard gets moved. Something happens with the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that he'll say this the same. Okay, I, I would assume it would. Right. Um, you probably wouldn't be able to see anything from stadium suites or up on the hill anymore. It would it would be interesting. I don't know if I would be down for it, though. All right, all right. Well, my initial concern would be this. You'd probably go over 100000 No. No. I think if you talk about building an east end zone structure, you are not looking at adding tens of thousands of seats. I, I think that that would be a terrible mistake to increase the, the stadium capacity in Death Valley by 10,000 or more. Really? I think that would be a mistake to do that. 
uh, the one thing we've seen in major collegiate athletics over the course of this decade is that attendance in most spots is kind of flattening out, if not going down. And you can do a Google search and you see if you can back me up on this. I mean, unless you're Bama, unless you're some of college football's elite, or you've got 65,000 students at your university, the attendance is kind of flattening off somewhat because a lot of people would just assume sit there on their couch and watch it on their 75-inch flat screen in HD. It's pretty convenient to do that, you know. Absolutely. Okay. Clemson, of course, in this decade, would fall in the category similar to that of an Alabama as being an elite program, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that anymore. No doubt. All right, so the program's got momentum. You got the facility. You got people and season ticket orders through the roof. You got the West Zone. You got everything moving in the right direction. What happens in a year in which you go eight and four and you build 20,000 seats in the East End Zone? And they're not going to do that, I don't think. That, that stadium's going to be empty. And it's going to look empty when you got all those empty seats above the hill. Right? Right? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, just with the eight and four year. That, that's just the, the, the finical nature of fans. No, you're saying no? I can't even imagine eight and four year right now. I, I can't either. Like, I, I don't know how to process that. I, 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 you elitist Clemson oh, Absolutely. Fan. Right. When I first heard about that, where, where did this article come out? I want to make sure I give proper, uh, 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 I make sure we properly attribute who came up with this deal. Who, who was this? Who asked the question? Who wrote the article on this? Dabo was asked yesterday, the prowl and growl about an East end zone structure. And he did his very best to not downplay it at all. And I look, I, I've heard some things. I, I think they want to do some things on that side of the stadium. What that is, I think, is still very much up for debate. But if we're just talking about expanding Death Valley and enclosing that side of the stadium, it sounded like, based off what I read on Twitter, that he was interested in, in pursuing that at some point in time. At some point in time. Not necessarily right now, but maybe at some point down the line, I think was paraphrasing some of the vernacular that he used. I think it was TigerNet that came up with it. Is that right? It was David Hood? Yep, All right. TigerNet. So, Dabo is a big thinker, obviously. Dabo is a dreamer, obviously. We love this about him, and we love the fact that he takes those dreams and turns them into reality here. When I first heard East End Zone, I'm thinking, okay, you're going to build a bunch of stands above the hill, and I'm not really on board with that. I love the notion that it helps enclose the sound. When the West Zone was built, it really did that. Before the West Zone existed, sound would drift out that side of the stadium. It was not as loud. So you can only imagine if you enclose the opposite side of the field, the east side, that would also keep the sound in there, and it makes Death Valley that much louder. We love that, right? We love that. Of course. I would not increase the capacity of Death Valley by more than 5,000. If I'm planning an east end zone structure... I'm thinking along the lines of professional sports and what they're doing these days. I'm thinking about SunTrust Park down in Atlanta, where you look at a facility being constructed there that is multi-purpose. In these days of luxury suites and luxury seating, I'm looking at that first and foremost opposite the West End Zone, but very similar in nature. I've got premium seating where I can sell at a premium the PSLs your right to purchase those tickets in the years to come. I'm adding a couple of thousand seats. All right. I'm probably going to do this. Probably it's at 81,000 now. I, I would look at moving the capacity to around 85,000. All right. I'm keeping the hill just as you stipulated. You have to. You, you're, nobody's changing that. You can't touch it. You can't touch it. I'm keeping the hill. Mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of the Jumbotron that's there right now. I'm building new luxury seating. All right, around the top of it. In that structure, I'm also thinking about building hotel rooms. Whoa. Yeah. I'm thinking about building uh, student support, potentially, or athletic support, where you've got the ability to go in there and, and, and get something done if you need to get something done. Whatever that is, is very much up for debate. But I am going to build a multi-purpose structure there above the hill. And I'm going to make it more of a gathering point to make that facility more usable. What does a hotel room overlooking the stadium for Clemson Notre Dame look like? I almost said words on air that I shouldn't. (laughs) 
It started with holy and it ended with something else. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. I don't know, but it kind of makes me freak out a little bit thinking about that possibility. I mean, you got some big games being played in this the stadium, right? But 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 if you're building an east end zone, mm-hmm. it surpasses that of the west end zone, right? Otherwise, why build it? You're not just building a carbon copy of what's over there. This no. is Dabo we're talking about. Sure, Dabo's outside the box. I mean, Dabo, I, I I don't know. He's like talking about creating another internet over there. He's also talking about addressing football housing, athlete dormitories. Okay. So, could you not put those there? You could. All right. Keep them right in the stadium. To heck with my hotel idea. You can house some 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 football players there if that's what you want to do. I don't know. It needs to be multi-purpose. If you're going to do that, don't go crazy. It doesn't need to be 10,000 seats plus. The university isn't that big yet. It's about to be in the next 10 years. Well, I mean, maybe so. I Certainly, it's it's building right now. You're there's right. no doubt. There's There's cranes all over the place. Moderate growth in terms of seating capacity. Get me to 85. That's fine. All right. Luxury suites, PSLs, multi-purpose. That's where I'm going. You got your thoughts, 6547627. Huh? We're going with PSLs? Yes. Yeah, your rights to buy those seats in the oh, years to come. I hate no, no, no. Oh, you you got to generate a new revenue stream, big dog. I hate revenue PSLs. streams. Mike in Simpsonville, a very good idea on the text line. 986-1566. East Zone needs to be premium seats with space you can rent out for business meetings, luncheons, stadium club, etc. Yeah. And then you take the scoreboard. You can do all kinds of things with that. All right, more on that coming up. Third hour continues. Zach has sidetracked the show yet again. Back with your calls and a lot more after this. You can be the spark. To bring light where there was dark. To leave an everlasting mark. To walk. To reflect. To run. To ride. To remember. And to bark. To create an inspiring landmark. To, to complete, complete the, the Cancer Survivors, Survivors Park. Park. The Cancer Survivors Park is located in downtown Greenville, between Falls Park and Cleveland Park. Be the spark. Give today and remember always at cancersurvivorspark.org. I'm here with Lucian Lee of Hales Jewelers for a quick question. Lucian Trust, an overused word perhaps. Why is it still so important to Hales customers? Hales customers get help from career professionals who are selling the finest jewelry money can buy. It's easy to see the beauty in what we sell. It really matters to us that you get what you pay for. When it comes to jewelry, trust Hales. Hales on Haywood Road, a little south of the mall. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Old Faithful, right on time. One of the few things on Earth as reliable as a gas water heater from Blossman. Reduce your energy bill and carbon footprint with a cleaner-burning, reliable propane gas water heater from Blossman. Available wherever you live. Take comfort in Blossman. Here's the deal. Tank water heaters $3.99. Tankless $9.99. Free installation. At Simmons Mattress Outlet in Seneca, we've added new models with the new year. We now carry both Serta and Beautyrest for more selection and more savings on your new mattress. We have the largest in-stock inventory around, so you can always find the mattress you need at the right price. And when you buy your new mattress, we give you the box spring free. Open seven days a week. Simmons Mattress Outlet is located in the old Walmart across from Chick-fil-A in Seneca. Succeed in today's business environment. Differentiation is key. A Clemson MBA provides you with essential knowledge to advance your career, whether you want to climb the management ladder, innovate at work, or launch a business. 87% of recent graduates got a promotion, pay increase, or both within three months of graduating. And several students in the entrepreneurship program launched startups. Leadership on the field, in the classroom, and in the boardroom. 
Learn more at clemson.edu backslash MBA. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, call Addiction Recovery now at 864-520-5126. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7 and all calls are free and confidential. Your insurance may cover 100% of all costs, so call now. We work with top accredited facilities across the country for any kind of addiction and age group. So let Addiction Recovery now find the best option to fit your needs. Call now at 864-520-5126. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like Monday's Pizza and a Pint build your own four-topping pizza for $9. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron, College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. It's the final days of Mattress Firm's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's your last chance to save up to 70% off Tempur-Pedic and Sealy. Plus, take up to $2,000 off floor models from Sealy, Tempur-Pedic, Hampton and Rhodes, and others. We're liquidating every Tempur-Pedic and Sealy in stock to make room for the next generation of innovative sleep products. Only at your local mattress firm while supplies last. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash circulars. Product offer and prices may vary in Hawaii. Midday means three great hours of sports talk. It's the Roy Philpot Show on 105.5 The Roar. He seems to know what he's talking about. And now back to Roy and Ben. Well, this just about does it right here. Uh, we now live in a world where Jake Cutler is auditioning to become a television analyst for our friends over at Fox. NFL free agent quarterback, bad attitude, extraordinaire, Jay Cutler perhaps coming to a television screen near you this fall. You buying Jay Cutler as an analyst? You buying Tony Romo as an analyst? No. What's more surprising, Jay Cutler auditioning for the analyst position or Tony Romo trying to qualify for the U.S. Open? Jay Cutler trying to become a football really? analyst. Oh, yeah. Romo's always been a scratch golfer. You don't think Cutler has the, the personality? <sighs> the chops. He's got the knowledge. He's he played the game. I, I does he? I, I don't know. He doesn't I, have the knowledge. He was an NFL quarterback. I mean, for, yeah, I guess so. He's just a, he's like the second coming of Jeff George. I, I don't want to watch that on television, <laughs> right? I mean, strong arm jerk, jerk. You're gonna be good on TV. I guess not. I, I don't know. Apparently, that's happened. Apparently, nobody else wants him to play quarterback in the NFL. Not a big believer in that. I, I would say this. At some point in time, you probably will see an east end zone structure in Clemson. I think it's premium seating. I think it should be multi-purpose. And I think you've got to find a way to develop a concept for a bigger jumbotron. It is scary how in this facilities arms race we live in in 2017, that that puppy that they put in there just a couple of years ago is is obsolete now. Absolutely. It's obsolete. Mm-hmm. You remember seeing that big thing down at Auburn this past year? I mean, it was it was the size of a football field. The Jumbotron. And that's like the new standard right now in college football. Where are you going to put it? Are you going to put it right where the, the old one is? No, I, I think if you build an east end zone, you uh-huh. obviously get rid of the one that's there now. And then you raise it up above it, I guess. Or you kind of do the caddy corner thing. Like what you got on the other side. I don't know. You know what people are going to be upset about? When they move the tiger that's on top of the scoreboard? <laughs> Dude. That's just going to be just nonsense. Uh, you've heard those conversations. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you've heard them. Yeah. You can't mess with a tiger no, there. No. No, you'll have to. You're yeah, going to have to move You're going to have to. You have no choice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> History! Uh, before we get to the NFL draft, over under five years, East End Zone. Push. It's about five years yeah, out? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Ever since he's gotten here, Dabo has always had a building project right on the horizon. Right now, you know, he's he's living in the lap of luxury over there in the new facility. But he, he's looking towards the future, and it will happen sooner rather than later. I'm just reading here some of the quotes from Dabo in this article penned by David Hood. And he was asked specifically about facilities. Quote, there are things I'd love to see happen in the stadium. I think that would be great for Clemson football and some of the fans. He said there are things from a housing standpoint that I think are important that we address somewhere down the road. 
translation, they, they've been in search, I think, of a location to, to house the football players. I, I don't know how that occurs or where it occurs or when it occurs, but I think that's one of the next things on the list. Dabo went on to say, always looking ahead, always paying attention to what's going on. You never arrive. If you arrive, you get passed by. They didn't update facilities here in terms of football for about 17 years at one point. Always looking ahead, always paying attention to what's going on. We just want to continue to strive to get better, to have consistency within our program like we've had. little coach speak there. Continue to recruit the right kind of guys. That's the main thing. Then get settled into this new facility. We've got a lot to do to really get situated. We're in it, but it's like moving into a new house. You've got the shower curtains up. Got to get some blinds up in the windows. We've got a lot to do to still really finish it off. In regards to Death Valley, Sweeney said, don't be surprised if an East Zone project is scheduled sooner rather than later. Quote, I think we've got the potential for growth there. I think they've done a nice job. We just revamped all the suites and the boxes, and we created that whole South Zone. That's been great. There have been a lot of things to enhance the fan experience and the box opportunities. The West Zone has been phenomenal. I think some of East Zone at some point is probably going to come at some point. When down the road, I don't know. I think you have to always be thinking towards those things. There are certainly opportunities to grow within our stadium. I, to me, that sounds like he's got a blueprint somewhere in his office. It's just pushing it out to the board of trustees to see if they can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know that, but I mean, in his mind, I think that's where something like that is. If he's talking about it like that, that freely, wouldn't that be what you would expect? I, I'm expecting there's already been behind you know closed doors conversations about it. Absolutely. Why are you so against PSLs? Talk to me about that for a minute. Personal seed licenses weren't really on my radar until the Giants built their new stadium, MetLife. And, uh, you know, family friends had had season tickets for 20, 30 years and couldn't afford to pay $25,000 for the right to buy a a season ticket from them. That's the premise of the license. When you purchase the license, it gives you the first dibs at that seat Mm -hmm. for the years to come, but does not guarantee you a ticket. Absolutely not. You still have to buy the season tickets on top of that. That's a lot of money. That's a lot to ask of a a Clemson fan base that's, that's given quite a bit already. You don't think so? I do. But I think there are fans out there and corporations out there that are still willing to shell out big bucks. There are. But you're gonna you're gonna turn away some fans and you're gonna turn away some some people that are, are making up a good chunk of your fan base. Is that happening right now? They just won a national championship. There's no way they're turning away they're turning away fans, right? People are gonna draw a line at some point. If you're gonna ask me for my my seats that I've had, say, you know, there's some guys that have come coming to games for thirty years down here. And you're going to tell me that seat that I've had on on the 40-yard line down down the lower deck, I'm going to have to pay $25,000 in a bleacher just to get the opportunity to buy the season ticket? I'm going to tell you to shove it. I'll watch it at home. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Right. And then you're going to go pay a premium price when Notre Dame comes to town and get your own seat somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. That's five a lot years. Of money. Five years out. Yeah, probably so. Uh, that would be our guess, five years out, but that's just us uh, throwing something against the wall. No inside information there. I guess about where it is. Where are you with Dion Kane? And what was a not good transition to a new subject? I say that <laughs> because that's a football. Well, and I could have segued a little better, I suppose. But Ben and I have talked about Dion Kane and kind of where he sits with things here. Truthfully, yeah. He's a, a guy that has a ton of talent. Okay. Um, the video that was released to him earlier in the spring really bought into it. I was excited about his energy and tenacity practicing and, and buying in. Are you talking about an interview? The video of him practicing. Right. You just, like, you just like you like watching that. I like that. I, th- I thought he was he was locked in and, and buying into the program. Uh-huh. Uh, the spring game came around. He dropped a number of balls. Right. Which is a thing that's carried over from last season. That's my only knock on him. He can't, cannot continue to drop the amount of balls that he has dropped and expect us to make him and, and, and prop him up as the next Mike Williams. Are you concerned about Deion Kane? Yes. Because of consistency? Yes. Because of hands? Yes. Because of drop passes? Yes. Is that fair? Is that, is that being unfair? Let's think about it for a second. I, In a sense, I say yes. In another sense, I say no. Number one, the guy's played football here two years. Sure. His junior year, which, according to a lot of people, is going to be his last season here, is is coming up this fall. 
if you look at his numbers in his career, as a freshman, how many passes do you think he caught? As a freshman? As a freshman. Hey, I don't know. Freshman year. Remember, he only played in 11 games, I'll tell you that. 30. Yeah, 30. Okay. Uh, last year, how many passes did he catch? Uh, let's say 55. Okay. Wrong on both counts. Close? No. As a freshman, he caught 34, so yeah, that's close. <laughs> that's close. Oh, okay. That's close. <laughs> 582 yards, five touchdowns. The mm -hmm. number that stands out is the yardage. Sure. As a freshman here, playing with all this other talented wide receiver, and with Deshaun, he averaged 17 yards per catch. How about that? That's explosive. This past year, playing in 15 games, his reception total increased by four. The yardage went up by 140. Deion Kane, 36, or 38 grams for 724 yards, nine touchdowns, nine. It's a big number. 19.1 yards per reception. 19.1. Minus Mike Williams. Minus Artavis Scott. Minus Jordan Leggett. Also minus Deshaun. What could those totals look like after this coming season? You would expect them to go up. I think so. T. Higgins says hello. Amari Rogers says hi. There's Hunter Renfro. Uh, DeAndre Overton. Cornell Powell. There's still a ton of sick talent stockpiled in the receiving core here, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. All right. The consistency with Kane also concerns me. The numbers indicate a clear direction of improvement and of big play capability. If this guy knows he's playing for draft position, you would have to think that you're going to get the very best that Deion Kane has to offer. Don't forget at times he was suspended. Don't forget at times it sounds like he's been in Dabo's doghouse outside of that suspension at the end of the 2015 campaign. We remember it well. Missed Alabama. That could have made all the difference in the world out in Glendale. That first national championship game appearance. So there's some stuff that's there. What Zach saw in the spring game is what we all saw in the spring game, too. He had a case of the dropsies. All right, it's not good. Mm -hmm. With all of that in mind, it still sounds like that the draft pundits, that the people that we listen to and also mock and make fun of at times, their confidence is growing that Kane is going to be a draftable commodity next year. And when I say draftable commodity, I'm talking about being in the first round. And I'm here to tell you that Todd McShay's initial mock draft for next year has not one, not two, but three Clemson players going in the first round, exceeding the two that we had this past year with Mike Williams and Deshaun Watson. I'm going to give you some details on that coming up. Does that whet your appetite at all? Absolutely. You're dang right it does. <laughs> You're dang right it does. I think Deion Kane's got the potential to be the real deal. I'm trying to think of the third one. I don't know who it is. All right. We'll get to that coming up in our next segment, our last segment. Uh, Walt Deptula, I think, is back today, no, too. I know who it is, but go ahead. Yes, right. yes, yes. Deptula's back. Was back yesterday, too, right? He was. Okay. So we'll lead into Walt. We'll wrap things up. Uh, we got time for more of your phone calls, 654-7627. Am I reading this right here? Reading this right here on the Northland Communication phone lines. Uh, Bruno will join us next on the phones. Bruno, good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going well, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to talk about Deion Kane. I really think that he could, you know, become a dark horse Heisman favorite here, I think. You believe in him that much? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, total yards, he could probably get at least 1,500, I mean, Probably 20 touchdowns altogether, you know, return, everything. I think top five pick NFL, baby. Who's going to be throwing him those touchdowns, Bruno? That's my question. That's a concern. No, Deshaun. I'm concerned about his production if you don't have a quality quarterback in there that can get the ball down the field 60 yards in the downfield passing game. Put him in that quarterback. Play who? Put Deion Kane in a quarterback. Put him in a quarterback. <laughs> All right, somebody's drinking the orange Kool-Aid. We appreciate it. Was that a joke that Bruno's calling this show this day? Was that a real Bruno? <laughs> I have no idea. Why do these things happen whenever you come on the show? I, I, I don't know. Was that one of your boy? Was that was that your brother calling in? No, that was not my brother. He's already ready to go for graduation coming up. There. <laughs> Doing the, the, the Phil Pop preparation. He's been partaking. The Phil Pop preparation. My graduation was awful. Did you tell that on air? No. I've never told that on air. I don't think I can tell that on air. 
No, no, people don't want to hear that on there. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not ready to do that story on it. I'm ready to do that. I'm not ready to do that but story. But I am, though. So, like, I am ready to talk Deion Kane more on air. And Kane was a high school quarterback. Yes, I know that. Uh, down in Tampa, uh, an exceptional athlete. Guy gets after it. Duh. <laughs> did, you say, did you say duh? Duh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, final segment coming up. Time for more of your calls. Talking about the 2018 NFL Draft, because that's what we do. Next. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Unfiled tax returns, payroll tax problems, IRS levies, liens, garnishments, audits. Call the local lawyer who looks out for you and will get you the result you deserve. David Green at the Green Law Firm. Call for a free consultation at 271-7940. Hi guys, this is Liana from Local Q inviting you to come see me for our awesome lunch specials from 11 to 3, Monday through Friday. Come pick from five wings, a half a barbecue sandwich, or a taco with one or two of our great sides. Can't make it during the week? We also offer a unique brunch menu Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4. Come try our Kahlua-soaked Monte Cristo just to make sure you wash it down with one of our barbecue Bloody Marys or share a mimosa pitcher with friends. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times with a valid ID. 30 Orchard Park Drive, Greenville. Now through May 14th, your friends at Reed's Jewelers are holding a special VIP event where you can purchase aged, trade-in, or exchange merchandise at exceptional value and savings. These pieces are qualified and eligible for full warranty and include diamonds, bridal sets, and earrings. The VIP event, now through May 14th at Reed's Jewelers, next to Belk in Haywood Mall. Proud to have been your trusted jeweler for over 70 years. Visit them online at reeds.com. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like Thursday's Burger and a Brew. Any one of our delicious burgers and domestic beer for $10. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron. College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. Pick up Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant for $8.99 a gallon after mail-in rebate at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Protect against damaging rust and corrosion with Peak Premixed Coolant now $8.99 a gallon after mail-in rebate at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Since 1902, Carrier has been a leader in producing the most advanced heating and air systems in the world. For 25 years, Carolina Heating Services has been providing top-quality heating and air conditioning services in the upstate. Today, the new Carrier Infinity Heating and Cooling System represents the best that both have to offer. For a limited time, Carolina Heating is giving away a free AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Services at 864-232-5684 for your free system. Carolina Heating Service Comfort Matters. They're dedicated to making sure your house, office, or business is comfortable any time of the year. Regular maintenance is the best way to prevent breakdowns, especially when the weather is at its worst. The trusted technicians at Carolina Heating Service can keep your system running smoothly. And what better way to stay comfortable than with this limited-time offer? A free carrier AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Service today, 864-232-5684. There are two things every parent wants when their child goes to college. For their child to do well and a way to afford it. Now, with Discover Student Loans, parents can have the best of both worlds. Not only do our loans cover up to 100% of school-certified costs with zero fees, but we'll give them a cash reward for each new student loan if they earn at least a 3.0 GPA or equivalent. That means every A in history or B in math could help them earn a cash reward for good grades. Just one of the many ways we treat you like you'd treat you. Apply now in 15 minutes or less at discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Hi friends, Mickey Plower here. My wife and I want to invite you to join us in July as we take a special trip to the Big Apple just for 105.5 The Roar listeners. We'll fly a round trip direct out of GSP for a great weekend in New York City. That will include a stay in the heart of Manhattan at the Westin Grand Central Station. We'll do a behind-the-scenes tour and then take a game in at Yankee Stadium. 
you'll have an Explorer Pass to take you to your choice of four different New York City attractions like the Empire State Building, the 9-11 Memorial, the Statue of Liberty, Grand Central Station, and in fact, so many more. There's 40 different choices. I can't even name them in a 60-second spot. We'll even do a Broadway show. The trip is July 27th through the 30th. Go to goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc to make your reservations now for the Big Apple trip. That's goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc. Join us and other station listeners just like you on our inaugural station trip to New York City. Roy Philpott on WCCP. The fourth quarter is coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska is out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Final segment of the show. Rain is coming down here in the Clemson area. Be safe out there. 654-7627, the phone number. Hanging out with Zach. I am Roy. Walt Tula and Road Rage coming up in about 20 minutes from now. After the extended open, taking a look at Todd McShay's 2018 NFL mock draft. How long have we teased this? I mean, you sidetracked the show. I don't know how many different times, how many different ways today. And we're finally getting to it now here in our final segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Could we see twice the number of first-round draft picks from this school that we saw in this draft next year in the 2018 draft? You're talking about four different guys. I'm talking about four first-rounders. Is that doable? Is that possible? Is there a chance? Yes. Absolutely right. Absolutely there is. You're talking about Kane? State? Not, not, not. Kane, we I'm are, not ready, I'm we not ready to give it away yet. Not ready to give it away yet. All right, fine. I'm just saying. But in our mind, <laughs> it's like a dog. <laughs> As he just did. Hey, no. Get away from the table. <laughs> she probably talking to me. <laughs> in our mind, there's four potential first rounders next year. Sure. And I don't know if that's inherently obvious to the average Clemson fan right now. If that is the case, how much of a drop off are we going to see with this bunch this coming season? If I have twice the amount of first-round draft picks, I need a quarterback. I get it. But I'm just saying. Think about that for a moment. Okay. All right. Todd McShay's 2018 mock draft. You ready? Hit me. Number one, Cleveland Browns, of course. Sam Darnold, quarterback SC. Maybe one of the favorites win the Heisman Trophy this year. Number two, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Josh Allen, Wyoming. Okay. Josh Allen. Physically gifted. Oh, big guy. Really big guy. I'm hoping to call a Wyoming game or two this fall. That would be fantastic. like to be out, back out there in uh, Laramie. Great place. Great town. Love the venue. Big fan. Wasn't it snowing last time you were out there? It was like a week ago. Yeah. 49ers take Josh Allen, quarterback out of Wyoming, the second pick in the 2018 draft. The Jets at number three, Josh Rosen, quarterback UCLA. The early thought is 2018, the year of the quarterback. Okay. We'll see. He's got the top three picks, all QBs. You ready for this? Hit me. Number four, Cleveland again. Acquired in a trade with the Texans. Defensive lineman, Clemson, Christian Wilkins. Number four overall. You buying that? We're, we're projecting trades? In the well, no. Cleveland draft? already traded with, with, Texas, or with the Texans this past draft, so they're going to have that pick. So the Texans are going to be the fourth worst team in football. Uh, let's just go with this for right now. This is a, this is a big draft here. Uh, yes. I, I would buy that. Christian Wilkins is a top 10 pick. I think he could be a top five pick. Dynamic playmaker in the interior defensive line. Certainly top 10. You got assuming health. You have him at four right now. And he's a leader. Yes. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at number five, Calvin Ridley. By the way, that's one Clemson player off the board in the first round. Mm-hmm. Number six, Denver Broncos, Malik Jefferson, linebacker, Texas. Number seven, Colts, Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State. Number eight, Buffalo, Derwin James, Florida State. Man, that guy is good. Mm-hmm. That guy is good. Number nine, the Saints, Harold Landry, defensive end, Boston College. Number 10, the uh, kryptonite. I don't even know. That doesn't make sense. Mika Fitzpatrick, the guy that Hunter Renfro burns like Waffle House toast. Number 10, cornerback, Alabama. Don't be knocking the Waffle House right now. I love Waffle House. Hunter Renfro owns Mika Fitzpatrick. Sorry. That's good. Number 11, Tampa Bay, Arden Key, defensive end, LSU. Okay. Number 12, Chicago Bears, Tavares McFadden, cornerback, Florida State. 
13 for the Redskins. Christian Kirk, wide receiver, Texas A&M. Ain't buying that one. Sorry. 14, Philadelphia, Bo Scarborough, running back, Bama. 15, the Jaguars, uh, Derek Nandy, the defensive tackle at Florida State. 16, Cincinnati, Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle, Michigan. 17, with the L.A. Rams, Josh Sweat, defensive end, outside linebacker, Florida State. 18, the L.A. Chargers, Deshaun Hand, D-tackle, Alabama. How about NC State getting some first-round love? Detroit, the Lions at number 19, Bradley Chubb. I think is a relative of Nick over at Georgia. NC State. Chubb, by the way, had 21 and a half tackles for loss last season. 10 sacks. Number six in the country. Pretty good. It's a good little season. All right. Number 20. Go Big Blue. Go Cleveland Farrell. The second Tiger off the board. Number 20 to the New York Giants. Todd McShay's 2018 mock draft. At 6'5", 265, Farrell has ideal size and made an immediate impact for the Tigers in his first full season on the field last year. 12 and a half tackles for loss, tied for third overall in a very good Clemson defense. Cleveland Farrell, the man-child, the arms, the hands, the strength, the push. I'm buying Farrell's a first-round pick. What say you? Yes. I, if he is consistent with his performance in this upcoming season and then turns up in big games yet again and can stay healthy. Health is the big issue here, of course, with all these guys. I would buy that. McShay has the Giants taking Farrell, number 20 overall. Remember, he's draft eligible because he redshirted that first season. Giants aren't going to be at 20, but go ahead. Say what? The Giants aren't going to be at 20, but go ahead. Number 21, Baltimore. Antonio Callaway, wide receiver, Florida. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Number 22, Tyquan Lewis, defensive end, Ohio State. Legit. (laughs) Who cares? Number 23, Arizona. Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle at Notre Dame. Falcons at number 24, take Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, SMU. Okay. Tennessee at 25, Cameron Smith, linebacker, SC, 26. Panthers take a defensive end out of Ohio State. Sam Hubbard, now a full-time starter. Raiders take a running back out of LSU, number 27. The Cowboys at number 28 take the D-tackle out of Washington. Fitavia, is that how you say it? Then at number 29, the Green Bay Packers on the clock. Hmm. In search of a little help, perhaps, for our good buddy, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Listed at 6'1", 210 pounds, this receiver is a true big play threat. Averaged 19 yards per catch last season for the national champions. And, Zach, he should see more targets in 2017 with Mike Williams no longer in town. One, Deion Kane. Three first-round draft picks. We spoke about this with our trusted colleague here at 105.5 The Roar during that last break, Walt Eptula, momentarily, mm-hmm. for a brief moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. He suggested... Is Mitch Hyatt on this list? I suggested no. He was not surprised, indicating that Mitch needs to show a little more physicality. I said he's more of a finesse player, which he is. He's been really, really good. He has the potential to be a first-round pick. We got three we're talking about right now in this little mock draft for next year. Think about that for a second. With the potential for a fourth in Hyatt, that is impressive. And what should be a rebuilding year for this team, uh, not so fast. Your thoughts? Uh, Hyatt is the one that, that kind of in, intrigues me the most based on, on what you see in the NFL now where you're, you're trying to move the ball down the field as quickly as possible. Uh, you the, sound so intellectual right now when you're talking like that. The Clemson model, if if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, Mitch Hyatt probably fits into that kind of system, doesn't he? If yes. You, if, say Green Bay at 29. Okay. Green Bay likes to move the ball quickly. They do. And Mitch Hyatt, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't allow a lot of sacks on that blind side. He's pretty good. Aaron Rodgers probably appreciates that. He does. That couldn't be a bad pick. Mitch Hyatt, you would also anticipate, knowing his work ethic, his technique, mm-hmm. and the fact that he too, like his buddy Farrell, Wilkins, or Kane, could be playing for cash this coming season. Sure. You have to think that if all things are working and he's healthy, he could be playing his best football. And I also know you're a product of your environment. The guys that they've recruited on the offensive line recently at Clemson are some mean, just nasty dudes. They're not driving a lot of Toyota Priuses, no, are they? As you love to say, they're driving those those King Ranchers out there. there, there there's a guy, out. there's one of these linemen, he's got a gun rack in the back of yeah. it. There's no gun. And there's like some camo just hanging out in the, the bed of the truck. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he's not driving the Honda Accord. 
you're a product of your environment. If he's going to be around those guys, the way they play, he's going to develop a bit of an edge. Another question for you, esteemed colleague and trusted source. On the text line at 986-1566, Tammy and Seneca in the 864, quote, who says Clemson is rebuilding, unquote. Your thoughts? I didn't say that. Did you say that? I think that notion's out there, minus Deshaun, minus Mike, two first-round picks, minus Artavis, minus Jordan. Clemson's at a, a, point, minus ben, a point in their program. Minus Wayne. Where? <laughs> that's a lot of talent, right? Minus Jay. At a point in their program where it's a reload rather than a rebuild. Is that where it is? Absolutely. Do we know that? We're talking about maybe four first-round picks next season. Okay. Yeah. If that's the case... That brings us back to our favorite question since January 9th. What is realistic for this coming season? What is realistic to me is at least 10 wins. Okay. That's where you start. Whether you can steal one against Florida State. Dude, we'll Florida State comes here. Florida State does come here. Florida State comes here. But Florida State comes here with a with a more proven quarterback. Quarterback's the most important position on the field. Francois, old Frenchie, it's a tough dude. He can toss a pill. He can sling it around. I remember sitting here last he summer with it. you watching that vine of him just, just throwing the crap out of the ball. <laughs> can I use that in a broadcast this fall? You know what, Tom? He threw the crap out of that football. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. That's well, what Roy, what does that mean? I don't know, but you understand it. But you get it. So, yeah. That's what – I'm nervous about that game. You you would be disappointed with 10-2, and two, though. I, I, I I know you. Oh, yeah. All right, so then cut the crap. I want 11-1. All right. You drop one, humble you a little bit, and let's do this whole dance again. In, in Isn't the, that what just happened? Yep. So at 11-1, and one, provided you don't lose that game by 50. Sure. Calendar hits November. You're in the chase, unless that one loss is to Florida State. Unless that's to Florida State. You got to beat Florida State, we think. Yes. We think. You know. What if you win every other game on the schedule? Then you got to hope they get beat. And Auburn ends up being really good. And Florida State wins the Atlantic Division. And they're undefeated. Is Clemson still in the playoff picture? A lot of things have to swing that way. That just happened last year. I mean, without Florida State, of course, being in the mix. But Clemson lost at home. Sure. As a three-touchdown favorite in the month of November and still won a national championship. Brutal game. That can't can't happen again if they don't win the conference? It absolutely could. But to lose to Florida State that late in the season, because it's Florida State and you expect them to be where they're going to be, losing to Pittsburgh and losing to Florida State is a whole different animal. Well, if you lose to Florida State and it's close... You should have more respect than after losing to Pittsburgh. You lose the four stadiums close, it's over. I disagree. No, I disagree with that. This is why I want to have this conversation. I, I, I don't I don't think you're probably going to the playoff, but I certainly don't think you're eliminated. If there's one division in college football that could produce two playoff teams, wouldn't it be the ACC Atlantic and Clemson and FSU? So you're trying to argue a uh, Ohio State-Michigan scenario for next season? Yes. Are those two programs at that point Aren't they better than than those two? Thank you. Yeah. If that's the case, They're then how come my, my, my little scenario couldn't play out? I, I guess it could. You're, you make a good point. Clemson's 11-1. Florida State comes here, wins on a last-second field goal, is undefeated, wins the Atlantic, wins the ACC. Clemson ends the regular season at 11-1, having beaten Auburn at Louisville, at Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and I guess that's it. That wouldn't be good enough with the new brand that's been built here by Dabo? Mm-hmm. It very well could be. Very well could be. Wouldn't that send out shockwaves? This division doing that in the heart of SEC country. Think about that for a second. And maybe that's a perfect segue for the first time I'll show into the little program coming up tomorrow. (laughs) Got to end on a high note is what you got to do. That's good.